Let's have some energy in this motherfucker. Hello, my pulled pork popsicles. This is your choked chicken host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his severely rattled beef cast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about a taste of forbidden love. If your love is forbidden you to have a taste, you may find yourself spending increasing amounts of time alone in the cheese cottage. Cheese Cottage by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. One of Simon's favorite fucked up hangouts was a place called Raw Food, the grocery store slash strip joint where people got up on stage and unwrapped items from the shelves in the most lascivious way imaginable. It was great business because people ended up buying what they saw to recreate the experience in the privacy of their own homes. Simon didn't even like hummus, but they were going to share an intimate evening together nonetheless. Simon's unnatural passion for food spilled over into other areas of his life. He made a wrong turn at night school when he took a class in linguistics, believing it was the study of Linguini. The disappointment came slowly as it took Simon three classes to discover his error. But the food that most excited Simon was the cheese wheels. There was something mind-blowing about watching that waxy shell slowly being peeled off. He brought home the cheese every time. The bacon was so damn jealous. Unfortunately, Simon was lactose intolerant. It wasn't that it upset his stomach. It was that he grew up in a very narrow-minded little town that was racist against dairy products. The cheese and yogurt were always placed on the bottom shelves in the back of the store, and Simon's father always said he'd never allow his daughter to date a glass of milk. Civil rights activists claimed it was karma that everyone in town had osteoporosis, but it was just nutrition. Although the taboo aspect of the cheese made it even more desirable to him, Simon couldn't bring himself to follow through at home, and the cheese was piling up. One day, Simon came home to find all of his cheese on the front lawn, and the locks changed on his house. The bank had foreclosed on his house because he'd spent all of his mortgage money on his cheddar obsession. Even then, Simon might have turned things around by selling his Asiago off at a fromage sale and getting a new place, but the thought of parting with his wheels and wedges left him mortified. He didn't know how he was going to do it, but he knew he wanted to live his life surrounded by his cheeses. That was it. In just the space of two sentences, he now knew how he was going to do it. Simon built a shelter out of the cheese. Inspired by cottage cheese, Simon made a cheese cottage. It was either going to be that or a cheese log cabin. You would think that since Simon had found the most literal way he could live with his cheese, that everything would be all right. But no, in a way it was worse than ever. He was torn between his desire for the ultimate gorgonzola and his upbringing by ignorant ancestors. What was supposed to be his paradise was actually his hell as he was tortured by his forbidden desire. Eventually the smell became too intoxicating, Simon finally broke down and took the first bite out of his house. Within a month, he had eaten his entire cottage and was homeless once more, but it turned out not to be a problem because he died shortly thereafter from the most amazing arterial clogging ever recorded. His last thoughts were that maybe his family hadn't been entirely off the mark. Simon's blood was the consistency of paste, and once spread on crackers, it was a huge hit at the coroner's office. But don't feel too bad for Simon. When he went out, his bones were like iron. If this story spread your cheese, you can melt it and other curdled lovelies at the web ilk of the chocolate milk BewareTheHairyMango.com. Shake it seductively in the comments for this post or smooth email me and we'll grind ice holes together at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or declare Fargan War at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we're enjoying good cabaret, the SF and SF Signal stands for Santa Fossey, the red-suited jolly choreographer who drops by the SFSignal.com offices every May 23rd and spreads his cheer as often as he spreads his jazz hands. He fills our tap shoes with half 
smoked cigarettes and motivation and all that jazz. Tweet your nail polish remover that all it does is tear things down while I'm trying to make the world more beautiful. And don't you worry about what I'm painting or not painting on the neighbors while they sleep at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. The police will take care of that, thank you very much. Did you see what I painted on them though? Oh fuck. Hit the button, get the mango, give me money, get more shows. You're gonna be itching for this shit come the first week of June. And you know what? I'm not gonna give it to you then. All right, all right, I take it back. But I'm not gonna like it. This podcast fluctuates wildly between four and five stars on a scale of one to a thousand, but thanks its creator, which is me by the way, there's nothing spiritual going on there. Anyway, thanks its creator that Carl Sagan didn't create the scale, but the podcast is stupid for thanking me because I had no part in it. Oh yes I did, because I'm making this entire thing up, Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Like 4.0 International License. Until my throw-up starts to throw down, this will slowly merge with Matthew Sanborn Smith to remind you, give a man enough rope, and he will become a prosperous rope merchant. Good night.